Hello, and welcome to Curiosity Killed the Cat. I'm your host, Sarah, and for this episode, I'll be getting into the Mandalorian finale, The Return. Uh, We are still on uh, Mandalore. The episode picks up right where it left off, which was, it just felt like a beautiful, like, to-be-continued episode. Um, And... Yeah, the uh, Bo-Katan and the Mandalores, uh, Mandalorians are um, falling back from the Stormtroopers. Or should we call them Death Troopers? I don't even know. The Mandalorian-looking troopers. Um, and the first thing I noticed was, like, where is the child? And then just as soon as I wondered that, they they answered the question, which I really appreciated. Um yeah, so we see uh, Bo-Katan and everybody um, still fighting, pew-pew, bang-bang, um, all that good stuff. And then we get into uh, Din with uh, the guards, and he decides to fight them. And I thought this was, like, a beautiful sequence of fighting here. He had his—he fucking kicked the shit out of him uh, almost until uh, Grogu—well, he was tied up. He was tied up by his feet, and he was tied up by his hands, Um and who comes to save him but Grogu? Or should I say Din Grogu? And um, it was it was perfect. And uh, uh, Mando tells him, has him cut, cut him loose. <laughs> he goes, can you cut me loose? And he goes, yes. Um, and then uh, Din tells Grogu that he needs to be brave. And that the only way anybody's going to get out of this is by taking on Moff Gideon. Um, and that he doesn't want to run from it, let's go, let's go kick some Moff Gideon ass, okay, and, um, Din is able to communicate with Bo-Katan, tells her she's, uh, that he's going after Moff, and, uh, the rest of the crew are still dealing with, um, the troopers, we see the bombers being unleashed, um, and, uh, Moff Gideon can see that, uh, Din Djarin on his cool little, uh, Marauders map that he has, He's tracking Din Djarin, and I just love that the little dot behind Din was green, and Grogu was that dot, so that was kind of, I like that. Um, and so, uh, from there, Moff Gideon is like, I'm going to Din Djarin, so they're both like, we're about to go kick some fucking ass, okay? Um, and I, if I sound a little bit tired, I am not used to staying up till midnight anymore. I haven't done that in a long time. And, uh, yeah, I made it till midnight last night to watch the premiere. So it was, uh, it was well worth it. It felt like, uh, going to see one of like the midnight movies back in the day, like when Lord of the Rings first came out and Harry Potter and fucking Twilight and all that stuff. There was always, um, the midnight movies you could go see, or even some of the Marvel movies too. Um, but I haven't been to one in forever. And so, you know, when something special, uh, is on later, you know, I will make room for it and I will try. Um, and speaking of seeing something that hasn't been in the theaters for a while, uh, the Return of the King, Lord of the Rings is playing uh, here in San Diego, or I think it's every, I don't know, whatever. I'm in San Diego and uh, it said for one night only and uh, I'm going to go see it tonight with my dad and my sister and I'm super excited. It's the Return of the King and it's the extended cut. That's the four hour and 20 minute edition which I usually only ever watch the extended version. So like sitting in the theater that long is going to be like, woo, it's, it's going to feel a little bit like a midnight movie, but at 7 p.m. and not midnight. But I will be up till midnight again because if it's like a four and a half hour movie, 
It won't be done till midnight. Wow. So now I've been up for two, I'm going to be up two nights in a row till midnight. Oh my God, this isn't good. This isn't good for my sleeping schedule. Anyways, back to the episode of Mandalorian. Um, Axe Wolves. Uh, pretty sure, just like Paz Vizsla, was not a big fan of at first. No siree, okay? It's not that I wasn't a fan. I just was like, hmm, I don't really know about this guy. Um, now I do. Like, he clearly was not one of the spies. <laughs> um, he freaking jet-packed, rocketeered all the way up to the big main Mandalorian ship, um, tells everybody to get off, and this was Bo-Katan's plan, she, like, beeped into him, um, and, uh, hold on, my notes just went away, yeah, so he approaches the ship, um, and, uh, tells the pilot to get everybody off the ship, and to take all the smaller ships and, and bring them down, and what was really cool in this scene was he ends up being solo on the ship. Um, and as the smaller ships descend into the clouds, they, like, disappear. And then the bombers, like, show up. And there's only the one ship. And so I just let, I just will finish the storyline here. He freaking takes it. And throughout the episode, as, you know, Bo-Katan and everybody goes to the garden and Moff Gideon and Din fight and then everybody comes jetpacking into um uh uh where Moff Gideon and Din are and Grogu um this is what's going on with with him he's piloting it by himself he's trying to shoot at the the bombers and um the the plan is to bring the ship down and blow up Gideon's base and he does that, and he gets out alive. I was thinking we were having another Paz Vizsla sacrifice here. I was like, okay, another Mandalorian joins Valhalla, I guess. Um, but no, he got out just at the right time, and I just thought it was so badass. It was so badass when they all came jetpacking into the base area, and when, like, the fucking armorer appears next to Bo-Katan. Like, bro, it just was all so good. Just so good. Um... So, let's see. Smaller ships escape as the bombers arrived. Okay, yeah. So, um, Din ends up uh, at, like, um, uh, the shield area with the multiple shields, which kind of reminded me of Phantom Menace a little bit. How there was those weird shields that Kaigon and then Obi-Wan had to go through to defeat Maul. Um, And uh, he... Beeps into R5. R5 comes zooming down. And um, I love the little black robots that look like almost like little tiny trash cans. Um, uh, So he tells R5 to send him like a map of the place. So he gets it sent to his armor. And then um, and then he uh, has R5 raise the shields one at a time. So as the shields uh, get ray or, you know, go up um he fights however many guards it's like almost like two at a time and there was this one badass shot where he like threw one almost off of the edge of this like platform and he went to grab the gun but just barely missed it and i it just it was good fighting and i've i've just uh recently have seen all of the john oh it's getting windy that's probably not going to be good for my audio um i just have gone through all the john wick movies for the first time um, watched all three of them at home. I think they're on Amazon Prime. And uh, watched the fourth one in the theater um, 
just this last Monday. And there's just so much shooting and bang, bang, pew, pew, pow, pow. And like, you know, he is able to survive so many crazy ass things in this movie that like, you know, I can believe that like Din can get hurt so much without completely going down because it's like we're not going to lose Din Djarin okay this is not a Ned Stark show we're not losing our number one guy to a fucking couple of stormtroopers okay let alone Moth Moth Gideon so by the time that he gets through the the shields um Din and Grogu walk into the cloning area and they're clearly all a bunch of Moth Gideons which is like super creepy. They're all like suspended in the wa- in the ugh, amniotic looking water. And Din Djarin just like pushes some random fucking button and they all start popping off and exploding. <laughs> and that, you know, that was, um, uh, uh, that was pretty, ugh, just thinking all of all those goopy bodies just sitting in that chamber, nasty. Um, but that's what really, really pisses off, um, Moff Gideon, like, big time. Um, so, uh, what else happens right here? Oh, uh, R5 has one of the little black droids come at him, and then a bunch of them come over, and he just sort of, like, knocks one off and just descend, or ascends up into the hev- the Mandalore, Mandalore heavens from here and pieces out. He just bounces. Um, and then what this really beautiful scene right here... We have Bo and the survivor Mandalorians that have been on the planet since everything bad happened to it. Um, there's like this beautiful secret garden and everybody is like taken aback by it. Like Koska and Bo and Bo mentions that she's only seen gardens in like um, in like domes and stuff. And um, the captain uh, of the survivors, he talks about how they planted and try to start farms, and they have food caches kind of all over the planet from, you know, having to survive, um, and it just was beautiful, like, uh, I think they talked about how they're all native plants and everything, and so I just, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a gardener myself, um, I'm trying to grow things that will survive this, the San Diego summer, um, this year, but uh, yeah, so the little green thumb inside of me just really appreciated the secret garden moment. And I was a huge fan of the secret garden growing up. And this was very like a cavernous garden that's only a few people know about. It's a secret garden. So I loved it. Um, and this is the part uh, the armorer beeps into Bo-Katan and says, Lady Kree's your reinforcements have arrived. And oh my God, what a fucking line. Let's go. It's go time, okay? And uh, Bo and the armorer and the rest of the Mandalorians fucking jetpack attack mode. And they head back towards, uh, flying towards the base. Uh, Bo with the darksaber, um, uh, the armorer with her tongs and her hammer. Everybody's ready to go. They got their blasters out. And um, it, this was just a good fight. A uh, really good fight. Uh, Moff and Din finally meet up. And Moff is absolutely fucking pissed off about his clones. He starts going off on this rant about how um, he was trying to make them force sensitive. Which like, again, I'm not sure... 
I'm not sure if the math is math in here. You know what I mean? How are you going to get the force in these clothes? Like, unless you had Grogu's blood. And one thing that I thought was kind of like a little bit of a hmm was like Grogu was right there. And I just think that like he would have been more interested in seeing him again or being like or threatening to like keep Grogu to do more experiments on or something. But it didn't go in that direction. So that was kind of he kind of sort of. Um, was indifferent to Grogu being there, which I thought was kind of interesting. And so, um, yeah, Moff and Din start fighting. The Red Guards show up, and there's more fighting, and uh, they go after Grogu. He gets trapped in the little hologram office room and starts (laughs) jumping up, and uh, he's on, like, the the lighting tracks. And um, because they cut down IG-12's... Uh, robot body um, and he jumps up into the thing getting away from him um, then we finally have Bo-Katan coming up to Din Djarin and uh, Moff Gideon pulls out the dark saber and um, she tells him to uh, she says I got this go save your kid and she's like I can handle this so she pulls out her dark saber again and she attacks Moff Gideon and they have a pretty badass fight um, and, uh, he, um, uh, well, hold on. We go back to Grogu. He falls down from the lighting track. He's kind of trapped underneath this pipe, the pipes, and Din Djarin comes in to help save him. Uh, Grogu's able to use a little bit of the force mixed with Din Djarin's fighting, and, um, and they make it. Uh, then we go back to Moff Gideon and Bo-Katan. Moff Gideon has this cool electro staff, just like the Red Guards do, and um, eventually he gets uh, gets a hold <clears throat> of Bo's arm or hand and crushes. I would think that her hand would be broken after this, but I'm not sure if that's how this works. Um, but crushed the dark saber, at least the fucking hilt of it, and it looked like it shit out at the end there. Um, and this is when we see the ship coming in. Um, Axe is bringing down uh the ship to destroy the base gets out in time and um the base starts just blowing up and going up into flames and it uh uh bl- it, it it envelops um Moff Gideon and it looks like he's pretty much dead again you know uh what is the line from Game of Thrones what is dead may never die but may will rise again i think that's what the weird Greyjoys say anyways I'm sorry. Um, Din and Bo go to shield Grogu from the big fire. And I was like, how are we going to get out of this? And I just thought, look at them both shielding him. Just the way anybody would protect a child. They, She pulls out her, her blue shield and... Din just goes over him and then that's this is the part where I teared up a little bit last night um I I could have just been really delirious as well but um uh it's Grogu that ends up shielding them from the fire he does a little force field bubble protects them all and he's in front of the fire he looks like he's orchestrating music and then and then it's all said and done, and he just takes a little seat, like, whoop, tuckered out. 
but he's getting stronger in it in the sense that it looks like it doesn't take as much out of him before. Like, when he put the Rancor down, like, he just passed out. He's like, we're both taking naps together, okay? This was, like, a big, a big deal for me. This one, he just sort of just sits down. And um, next thing we know, we see little Ragnar down at the, the Blessed Waters, the holy water of uh, Mandalore with the armor doing his vows again, which I thought he already did his vows, but I guess that um, that uh, dragon pterodactyl thing interrupted. No, it was the big sea monster that interrupted his vows. So anyways, whatever. He says his vows. Uh, Din wants Grogu to be um, his apprentice to like rise up over, uh, level up from being um, a foundling. And she kind of is like, well, he can't even talk and he's very little and he's very small and you'd have to adopt him. And Din is like, okay, well, I will definitely adopt him. Uh, Go ahead and write him into the song. And um, yeah, it's official, official. Father and son, Din Grogu, Din Djarin, Clan of Two, the Din family. Uh, We do get a visit the Mythosaur yeah thing again but I'm not sure maybe it was just a full circle moment I think it had something to do with Grogu obviously so maybe like when Bo-Katan saw it the last time maybe the mythosaur was like woke up to Grogu being I don't know one with the force or something who knows you know we'll never know these things I don't have John Favreau's phone number or Dave Filoni's so I'm not even gonna bother with it um yeah, so that was really cool. That was really beautiful and touching. Um, Bo-Katan and the armor, they go to the forge with all the other Mandalores, Mandalorians. And it looks like we have a solid, like, fucking group to, like, repopulate the planet with. It looks like things are going to be going, hopefully, in a good direction. Uh, they all, they're all chanting, saying, for Mandalore. And it just was a really cool moment. And I think one of, like the only predictions I said for the show this season that I got right was that like we would be heavily focused on taking back Mandalore and guess what we took it back okay very exciting stuff um then we see D and uh Din and Grogu uh going to the the new rangers little pub uh the way fucking Grogu was walking killed me I swear to god um and Din meets up with Captain uh, Carson and uh, offers to help out with, like, the Outer Rim stuff. Uh, Grogu sees the IG-11 head, which was kind of cute. And um, uh, he just explains, like, listen, I'm, I'm a bounty hunter. I got to be selective. He's like a, an actor that has leveled up, right? He's like, I only take certain roles, okay? I'm only offered. I don't audition. So he's like, I'm going to be a little more picky and choosy about the jobs that I take because <laughs> the little shamrock shake over there is going to be teaming up with me now, which he already was, but that's okay. Um, and that he's going to take things case by case. All right. And he'll be like a secret marshal, <laughs> a secret marshal for the new Republic. Okay. Uh, keeping it on the down low. And uh, we finish the episode off on Navarro. We have, um, uh, uh, Din Djarin presenting the High Magistrate Grief Karga 
with uh, IG-11 fixed, and he will be the Marshal of Navarro. He's there to protect and serve. So we've got a cop, cop IG-11 now, uh, which should be very interesting. And we end the episode with the most beautiful, whimsical, delightful, happy ending just about ever, okay? And, you know, not everything needs to be Empire Strikes Back and have a crazy you know, what the fuck kind of an ending. Sometimes we can have a happy ending. We may not know how long the happy ending will uh, last for, but we just know that we got it. And we see a beautiful little cabin on a big piece of land and Din Djarin is sitting on his porch with his feet, feet up and Grogu is sitting by a little pond playing with the frog in the air like he did with Luke Skywalker and it just it 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 pans out to a little circle and that was the episode that was the finale and I really enjoyed it I wish it was a little bit longer just because like I said I I am a extended cut girl you know what I mean um but uh but for how short the finale was they covered a lot of ground there was a lot of action um we had this beautiful ending that I really appreciated. Um, I've enjoyed Bo-Katan's journey throughout this season. Same with Din, same with Grogu. Um, I I liked how the show is kind of branching out a little bit and we're just getting more of these different characters. And um, it just makes me more excited to uh, finish up the Clone Wars and to finish up Rebels and I think I complained a little bit in the last episode that there's just so much Star Wars right now, which, like, I shouldn't complain about, and I'm not. I'm just, like, I wish I had more brain space to retain it all. But, um, uh, you know, we've got Ahsoka coming up, so I'm going to do my best to get on the Thrawn shit to, like, you know, like I said, catch up on some of the animated stuff with her. Um, I should just go into Tales of the Jedi, because I think I watched the first three episodes maybe three or four episodes so I saw the baby Ahsoka episode which was really cute when they figured out that she was indeed a a little Jedi uh in the making I thought that one was precious so um I will I will do my best to brush up on uh the Thrawn stuff that way I'm not talking out of my ass uh when Ahsoka starts um but I kind of already do that anyway so why change why why fix something if it's not broken um so thank you for joining me in this episode I hope you enjoyed it um I'm gonna keep it short and sweet uh but yeah I really enjoyed watching this at midnight last night it felt really special and um I didn't even need to drink extra coffee to get to that point so very exciting stuff for a 36 year old (laughs) I hope you guys have a good rest of the week stay safe stay healthy and I will see you all again uh for the next succession episode Goodbye.